Welcome to the Technory Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. Joining me on today's show, Lula Fit CEO and founder, Colleen Werner. Um, all I really have to say to describe this show is use the space. There are so many companies, shit, there are so many people that just don't use the space. They don't work on anything to take advantage of what's in front of them. Buildings, in this case, is what we're going to talk about. Lulafit, you can check it out, um, is really should be in a bunch. They're in 40-something buildings in Chicago. They're going to launch seven buildings that you absolutely would know um, in, uh, in New York and Manhattan. So if that you're smart, you probably just figured out where. Um, and the idea is pretty simple. She'll go into the whole thing. I mean, it's about creating a, a wellness. Speaking of which, we've got the Chicago Wellness Challenge, Shy Wellness Challenge hashtag uh, that we're all working on as CEOs in Chicago to try to have a better better life. It's uh, not just about output for work. It's about output at home. It's about having energy for your family and your coworkers and your people and your business and your investors and your stakeholders. And the, the reality is, you know, quite honestly, buildings have every opportunity to make the people who go there's lives easier, but they don't. It's just as dead real estate. Like we just go there, we flush our life away, and then we end it. And Lulafit's trying to change that. And I, I think, you know, you can argue anything you want about the business model and how good or successful or whatever to work this dense the market is. All these things are true. But if you're an entrepreneur who doesn't give a shit about that and you're just ready to drive what you think is as a way of life down and make it work, then you make it really simple. And in the case of Lulafit and, and others like this, the simplicity is you have a space, an asset that can be better used than you're using it, and I'm going to make it better used, and they're going to profit from that. And I think it's a really brilliant idea um, that people just really, really, especially people who've been around for a while, not, you know, a lot of younger folks really get this, but the, the older ones don't seem to get it. You can do more with what you have. You don't need new. You can do more with what you have. You should try that. Uh, in fact, she will make sure that you try that. So we'll have Colleen in a second. Before we do that, though, we got to check in with the Startup Inbox. It is brought to you by Active Campaign. We use Active Campaign as the 65,000 other businesses. You can sign up for Active Campaign at activecampaign.com slash technori and get your first two months for free. Ashley Preston, ask me a question. The question is, ooh, too many SaaS subscriptions. This is a hot topic. People are all over this. With everything seeming to be a service as a SaaS these days, are technology subscription services the future or becoming a detriment to customer spending? Um, there was literally an article about this. I don't know if it was TechCrunch or where it was, saying that the average person right now has somewhere between $50 and $100 a month that they're spending on dead subscriptions. I will tell you, subscription companies do the math on this. The average subscription, is this is like known by those selling you shit, okay? They know this. The average subscription is expecting that you're going to sign up for something free for a month, free for two months, use it for three months, vacant, and killed within 18 months. It's assumed. That means the assumption is all these things that you sign up for, you will use less than half of the time that you're paying for it, and you will let it ride for a minimum of 18 months before you actually kill it. They, they do that in the math. That's actually in the math, which is pretty crazy. Um, I don't think the subscription thing is going anywhere. We're making way too much money. The vast majority of businesses are, are to get you on a subscription. What is actually going to happen is it's an arms race to get you to stay. See, we figured it out. It's easy it cost per click to get someone to click on a button and see something they like and buy it, especially with a free trial. It's a proven model. It works. The question is whether you're going to have enough to make them stay. And in this particular case, 
I honestly think that we are getting fatigued. We will not sign up for nearly as many of the things as we used to sign up for. But once we do, we absolutely will stay if and only if you provide us with the value or something that I really, really want. So that didn't really answer your question. It really more just confirmed that you've identified that that is the case. It did not actually identify that, you know, giving an opinion on this. I think time will tell, but I think similar to the conversation that we had with Colleen Werner from Lulafit, we're in a business of life right now. The, the whole business world right now is in a place of like, what amenities can I make your life better? And how can I get you to stick around longer? That's Facebook. How can I get you to stick around longer? That's your building. How can I get you to stick around and, and rent longer? That's my SaaS product. How can I get you to use it more? That's that's what we're in. So I, I don't see anything changing in the subscription world. I just see subscription prices going up and people maybe not signing up for as many, but the good ones are here to stay. So with that said, here's a new subscription that you can add to your uh, to your business if you own buildings. It's called Lulafit, and this is the CEO and founder, Colleen Werner. So, I mean, I think the best way to start this conversation is in the Michigan conversation. Right? Is it not? Because, like, Rachel's staring right over the top of the computer at me. She is a staunch, and that's a very, 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 I don't think that, like, necessarily covers it. A staunch Michigan athletics and collegiate fan. Yes, I'm an obnoxious Michigan athletics and collegiate fan, so you are surrounded with now women who are uh, going to be very obnoxious. Wolverines. I don't know if I, see, I'm a, I went to Marquette and then went to Northwestern. Marquette is my basketball team. Um, we share the golden M, so we've got that in common. Um, one is a little better than the other, and and it's not Marquette. Michigan is a better a better school. Not gonna not gonna BS anybody, um, but we have like fanatics. We're like all into sports and stuff. And I so like I get it. I don't actually find it obnoxious. I just think it's like I find it funny that there are certain schools that we were talking about this. Um, we had, I don't know, it was, like, it was like two two shows ago, two podcasts ago. We were talking about this. We had um, Matt Gibbs from Up Show, and he's a Buckeye. Ooh. Yeah, right? Boom. Ooh. Everyone already Ooh. went boom. <laughs> it's one of those things where there are a handful of schools that some of them, like Michigan, rightfully are super, super jazzed. Some of them from places like Ohio State who have been brainwashed and for some reason think that their degrees <laughs> of value. I don't know why, but there's like five or ten schools out there that just have this like ridiculous passion. And I always find it interesting because those people could have literally nothing in common. And yet the bind of like Michigan and Michigan sports and Michigan as a place is enough that you and anyone from there are going to be like totally cool. Well, and then you put Detroit on top of that and we're just, we're basically family. See like That's... that. I don't understand the Detroit, like Michigan. I get Detroit, you know, everyone loves the underdog. How long can you? Well, this is like from Cubs people. How long can you be an underdog before it just you're just we're, a loser? We're, we're record setting. I don't know. We're, <laughs> we're, <record setting. laughs> we're into records. Oh my god! Well, listen, this is a, a segue that makes no sense whatsoever. But I thought it was interesting because you are building something that is experiential, and it's also something that I think has like you're either very, very much for a controlled. You know, we're in the middle of a shy wellness challenge right now, which is something we yeah. Pete Wilkins put on and. Um, I think you're either totally like I'll put it this way. I have told this to not just on social, but like individually mentioned this to probably twenty or thirty people that I know, whether they're CEOs or just people that I know. And I would say like ten got it immediately or like, oh my God, great idea. Can I email them and can I get in? And like two or three were like, Oh, you know, that's that's cool. And you're like, Oh, you're the lazy people. And then the other ones were just totally clueless. They were like, why? Why? I don't understand. Like, why would you give a shit about that? And I'm like, 
it's so interesting to me that in the fitness, and, and we'll get into to Lulafit and all that, that it's not, fitness is just a part of it. There's mm-hmm. the mindfulness, there's the, the healthiness, there's the sleeping, there's the eating, there's, you know, healthy eating. Uh, there's the fitness, fitness, like we know. There are people who are just all the way in on it, and those people cannot be convinced otherwise. And then there's people who literally like, I don't, I don't know, like, what is it, what's the difference? And so I, I feel like you have one of these businesses where there's so much potential, like from a business standpoint, just because of, you know, buildings are everywhere and there's just so much opportunity. But like for you, it's not about getting into buildings nearly as much as it's getting the people in the buildings you are in to become obsessed with it. Oh, yes. And that's exactly uh, the challenge and also the fun and also probably what makes us really good at what we do. So with that, tell us about Lulafit. And then I want to kind of get into like a lot. I, I don't usually like spell this out on the show, but a lot of times the goal of the show for people listening, if you're new to the show, this is for you, um, is to sort of show how like your personal life, you're like whatever they are, nuances, whatever the things that make you you, how they manifest themselves into a business and why you can almost look at like individuals and be like, I know that this is going to be successful. I don't even know what the idea is because you can see that person like if, if the business is anything like that person, it's going to be go. And so the, like the hope here is that I'll learn more about you on the show and we'll be like, that's why you chase this down. Uh-oh. So you're going to find out how crazy I am. <laughs> I've never been an entrepreneur who's not out of their, out of that, their mind. That is so. true. That is true. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for having me and, and putting me in this beautiful corner office on a, on a beautiful sunny day, uh, rolling out all the stops for uh, me, guys. I was going to say, the, the corner office is that you're quite, I actually think, thank you, but you're underselling because this corner office is actually totally ridiculous. Yeah, this is pretty ridiculous. The studio um, here. Too bad we're on a podcast and you can't see the views that I'm looking at. Well, we have video. So yes, oh, great, You go to great. our social at Technori and you can see it all. That's yes, and follow it too. You should do that. Um, yeah, so Lulafit is a wellness amenities management company. Um, and what that means is that we work with class A, commercial office, and multifamily residential buildings. And we manage all of those common spaces that um, you know developers want people to use. And sometimes they just don't feel that approachable. So fitness center management is a big part of what we do. But our job is to look at every aspect of wellness and to program a building. So put together social events, wellness-focused events, educational events that focus around wellness and deliver them to the tenants in the building. So that's really the the gist of it. Um, And, you know, I think, you know, talking about wellness and kind of continuing the conversation we were having earlier, you know, 20 to 25% of the building uses the fitness center, right? Because it's exactly what you just said. There are some people that are just, they're never going to get on a treadmill and, you know, take a running class or uh, sweat it out in a yoga class at lunch. And so it's our job to figure out how do we build a community of wellness and really build a culture of wellness in a building that incorporates 100% of the people. Yeah. So if 20% of the people are using it, where's the other 80%? And so that's where our programming comes together. So, you know, a lot of what we do is social, right? Some of it involves food. Most of the time it's healthy. A lot yeah. of times it involves alcohol, which is a good thing. It's Unhealthy, a good thing. But it's fun. But it's social wellness. It brings people together, and that's a huge part of our philosophy. We also focus a lot on stress, sleep, movement, food, ergonomics, all of that. So it's really about building community in these buildings. You know, we are giving more of our lives to work than we ever have. Yeah. And I have a lot of theories about this, right? Most people really enjoy what they do, right? Like we're sitting here. We, we love our jobs. There's this a lot of people. This is going to sound really condescending, but most successful people do. That's true. That's very true. But I think there's a search for that, 
right? Especially in the in the generation that we're seeing kind of really come in and take take the workforce by storm, which is the millennials. I mean, we want to enjoy what we do. Yes, yeah, so and like, so let's jump in this because this, yeah. there's like two. So I have three now, three agendas of this of this of this interview now that we just started this. So like, the first part of this is. Um, when you look at like millennials and there's a couple ways to look at this and, and Pete from uh, Hyde Park Angels and the shy wellness challenge is kind of spelling this out and like we're trying to like live it and prove it. Yep. We might be wrong. Um, but what we're looking at is those who invest mind, body, soul, if you want to call it that, um, if those who want to invest their time in that, usually I find are more successful and you could look at like the cause, you know, pr- you know, cause effect of this. Like, yes, they're healthier. So therefore they're more, or they're more conscious. So therefore they're more detail oriented. So therefore they're more I actually think that it's all one, but but really, the people who invest in themselves have the most to give. Yes. And so then they go longer, and they're smarter, and they're sharper, and there's all these things that like make them more successful, which is not to say that it's the difference between success and failure, but it's the difference between success, maybe mediocrity, maybe okay success, and great success. I think the people who are very skilled and gifted, potentially in a position to succeed, but don't to take care of themselves. They peter out before the others keep going and push through the threshold. And that is a cause effect. And then the millennials, it's like, we almost have to like rewrite. And it's actually even the next, as a Gen Z, what is that what we call yeah, them? I don't know, yeah. whatever. Um, those, those are the ones that we have to almost rewrite an entire book for because they actually put the cart before the horse. They don't go... I'm going to try to figure out work-life balance. They just figure out life balance and work is going to find its way into it. And they define success completely differently. Well, work's a part of their lives. Yes, right. Correct. And I think that that's what Which we're seeing new. more and more, right? We want to enjoy what we do and we're willing to give way more time and energy than we ever have. But with that, we demand some perks. Correct. And, you know, and I think what you were speaking of is, is something that I um, will often, you know, tell people when I'm telling them why I started this company. It's really my belief that, you know, this we are living in the most sophisticated piece of technology that we are ever going to own. And unfortunately, nobody has any idea how to use it. Yeah. And so that's where I really see Lulafit's responsibility is to help people understand how they can use their physical body to become a high performer. We all want to be high performers, right? Most of us. I mean, yeah. even deep down, I think, even if some of the underperformers, they, oh, they, I think have, they absolutely do. I think ever, they... All of us have that competitive edge. We want to be high performers. I hate. I, I I mean this. I'm not just saying this just for like the show purpose. I hate that I think this, and I, every day I want it to be like I want someone to prove me wrong. I I literally think that the underachieve like there's and there's other layers. Like there's like certain people who just like whatever they're just not Coast. capable of being. Well, they, there's coasters, <laughs> but like they're just not capable of things. Like they're limited. Okay, it's right. so like I'm not trying to to push people down. There are certain people who achieve certain things, and that's life. Super achievers are the people who, in my experience, and have met a lot of them, are the people who do not put up walls ever. They only knock them down. If you say to me, you can't do this, I guarantee you I'm going to go home and spend the next five days just trying to crush my way through it so I can call you and be like, F you. <laughs> I don't even know you. And like, that's, like, there are people who just do that. The other side of those who are not super achievers who, are, who still have talent and sit there and they're like, I could, I could do that. But they don't. And then before they even get the, the don't out, they already have an excuse teed up like, oh, I could do that, but I had to catch the bus today. Or I had to, I didn't, I didn't get my, you know, I don't have my bag. They're like, well, fuck, man, I can't help you. Yeah. You know, and so like, I think what's cool about this, and I, I promise we'll get back to the actual point of the conversation, yeah. but like the next generation of workers, I, I, I shit on most of these people like for a long time. 
I did. And now yeah. I'm one of them. Yeah. Now I'm one of these people who's like, I used to make fun of the runners. Obviously, you can tell I'm not much of one. I want to get into it now because I, re- I recognize the value, but I also recognize that for me to be successful at my best, I've got to own this all day. So I got to figure out how am I going to work my regular life? I've got a kid on the way. Like, I got to work this in. Yeah. And I need people like you to be able to make this happen because I can't do all of it. Well, and you don't have the time. No, right? and so I don't, you don't I, have I the can't time. You don't have the resources. To go Fifteen places, right? And it to be to have to travel to you know a gym when it's you know rush or hour to another city and do it another building yes. and that building doesn't offer what I've got. Like yes. you can't. Yeah, and I think it's just you know we we're just changing the way we live yeah. and the way we work is changing. And Lulafit's job is to come in and and assist with that change and to yeah. help people you know build the toolkits that they need to get through their life. So whether that means you're working out or you're only going to you know the massage therapy events and the healthy cocktail hours, whatever that is, we're gonna help meet you where you are. Yep. And that's really I think something that we're strong at. I think that's why we continue to win. We are know our customers. Uh, better than anybody else and we are our customers right yep. i mean i use all of our services i have a chef i've got a trainer i've got a dietitian i mean i, I use everything and i started the company and i yeah. was a service provider yeah and now here i am you know five years later and i'm the schmuck I'm, i was trying to help in the first place <laughs> i'm mimicking you so i don't have we don't have the irvine company at 300 north of sal does not have lulafit it needs to it does need it, it really really should i feel like they should have us. as a tenant on the 55th <laughs> floor which is very close to the top hint hint we should have Lulafit in our building. I'll have to work on that for you, Scott. You absolutely should. And we have resources. We know people who run we that building, so I think we can make yet. this happen. But my my point is, I have, like, just this is just a, and there's actually a deeper point here, but the to, to sort of show this in real time, I am basically doing what you're doing, but I have to piece it together Yourself. on my own. Yep. And so I go, so like to this morning, so I go to, I try to do a couple, couple of, like, stretches and things when I wake up just to like free my brain. I do my meditation, which for me is just listening to audiobooks and things like that on the way in. Then I have to go, I go to strive gyms. So I go to strive. I work out, do my like 45 minute thing. Then I go to the office and I kind of check stuff up Tavala, which is a Chicago startup sends me my food. Love Tavala. David Rabbi sends me my food. I do obviously work throughout the day. I check and meditate, whatever it is for you. Mindfulness for me on the way home. And then literally we have Tavala sitting in the kitchen so that my wife doesn't have to deal with all this because my time, I come home whenever it happens. Well, what you're getting at is what is the most valuable thing that you own? Your time. Yeah, my time. It's your time. And my you tech, can't my buy body, it back. my tech. You can't, yeah. But my it's human th- tech. That's, it's your human tech. And again, no one's giving you a manual no. to know how to use it. So that's, you know, you that's need, very you need a team. <laughs> that is very <laughs> abundantly clear. So to that point, I want to play a little bit of a, a little model exercise here. So let's look at, you don't have to name names, but let's look at the companies or the buildings that currently operate yep. and what they operate. Walk me through what a normal building looks like when I go in as a, as a tenant. Yeah, a Lulafit building. Uh, no, give me a, a garbage a normal one. normal okay. <laughs> garbage one. Give me a garbage oh, okay. one. Okay, we're definitely not going to get specific. Yeah. Um, okay, so typical building, right? You you go in, there's, you know, a lobby, a doorman. This would be a class A yep. office building yep. um, of the last, you know, 10 years, yep. right? There's a fitness center. Yep. Check the box. Yep. Looks nice, but Looks nice. Can't be used unless you're a Maybe when you dig a little deeper, you realize it's not that nice. Um, You know, I was told one time by a client, our towels don't um, absorb water when you use the shower to wipe them up. So no detail 
no detail has been looked at. Yeah. Um, there's nobody there. It's usually dead. Sometimes there's no music playing. Yes. Uh, there might be a dated conference center. Check, check, check. Right, yes. check, dated conference center. Maybe a tenant lounge. They might have tried to pull something together by ordering some new furniture and I was going to say, it's going to be like some random sofas that are pulled up next to a big TV that has an ad of the building. Yes, yes. Yeah. Typical building. Yes. Right? So that's, that's and food, pretty standard. Food is all, it's, if, they, if they have a cafeteria, it's the lazy way out, which is to say it's not even a market fresh. It's not even like one provider. It's like, who will take a spot today yes. kind of deal, which, again. Or, or they rely on their retail partners, yes. right? So they rely on their, which is completely valid Perfectly because fine, they're yeah. paying rent, right? Perfectly fine. Perfectly but the, fine. But the problem is, so, okay, we'll leave it at that. Give me a Lulafit building. Yeah. So Lulafit building, you know, we're a hospitality experience company that are, is running these amenities. So yep. you would walk in. We have a general manager on site who's running the operations of our wellness programming. In the fitness center, you would have a full-time program manager who is like the head trainer, head group exercise instructor. I mean, one of our buildings on the street, we have a former Olympian in that role. So really high quality um, the wellness shot expert put? of the uh, shot put Olympian hurdler, hurdler. from Lithuania, okay, so like, a, like a solid athlete. Then, right? Yeah, uh, not that shot putters solid are, athlete would be quite the understatement. <laughs> um, but I'd yes, trip on my we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yes, um, I won't drop her name, so you can Google her. But ooh, it's intimidating. Um, but but really, I mean, her job is to be. You know, she's so approachable. Like you would never know. Right. I mean, it's yeah. not like she's standing there in her like Olympic uniform. I mean, Generally you would never class know. A out, out, uh, athlete, though. <laughs> I mean, usually. But she is an expert on the body. She's also got her MBA. Yep. Um, so, you know, she's there to help people on their journey from, hey, I've been sitting at my office, you know, in my office for 90 hours a week and yep. I need to move my body yep. in some capacity. Um, and that might be, you know, starting with really basics. Um, we also usually have an assistant program manager on staff who's like another kind of full-time wellness expert. We'll have dietitians. Sometimes we'll have chefs. Um, we have massage therapists, estheticians, um, a whole array will of Will they be on site or will it be people that you have like to pull on when needed? It depends. Sure. So sometimes there'll be a spa. We also will run spas in buildings, especially in multifamily. Yep. Um, and, you know, it just really depends on the building, the size, the Budget, so you can do shared and shared and dedicated depending on who yes, you are. absolutely, yeah, and you know in those shared spaces we'll have a day right like our massage therapist is going to be here on Monday, Wednesday, Friday from eight a.m. to six p.m. Book your slot. Um, so you know it's 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 known and and marketing and branding is a huge part of what we do at Lulafit. I'm a big believer that, um, and I, I a lot of people will disagree with me on this. Um, you know I believe in the Lulafit brand and there's a lot of brand equity in what what we've built but my main job right and Lulafit's main job is to create spaces that are for the tenants of that building yep. and so a lot of times we'll actually do a, a, a sub brand under Lulafit um, a good example of in the um, Ernst & Young headquarters on Wacker we've got a, a space there called Ignite um, it's Ignite 155 powered by Lulafit and what we did is we came into that site. We wanted to increase engagement from a previous provider. And to do that, we had to curate an experience for those tenants. And in 60 days, we increased engagement by six times. And I think, you know, that's and engagement kind of, in this case, you mean like like socialization and yeah, things so like that. Yeah, so people coming to classes, having events. Drinks, having things, exactly, exactly. You know, just engaging in 
the amenities programs. Um, and so, you know, for us, it's it's about creating an experience from start to finish, right? Using the same towels that they use at the Ritz Carlton, yep. you know, having like infused water bars and eucalyptus towels and walking out of a yoga class and not cleaning your own mat. Yeah. Right. Because you're too busy. If time is your most valuable resource, how are we going to help you make an efficient use of your time when you're really making your best effort to be well? Yeah. And so our our experience from start to finish is all about that. So it's communicating with our end user, um, the tenants and the residents in these buildings, understanding their needs. And I think that's really why um, we get such high engagement in our program. We're able to speak with those people and aggregate the data in a way that no other company is able to. So ultimately, we just know them better than anybody else. And so we develop these custom programs in each location that they use. Okay, so let's talk about the business a little bit because I think there's some really interesting. You've said a lot of things that are like keywords that like really, I sh- I think showcase a massive difference in like how you even look at the building, let alone the monetization of it. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm gonna look. Like obviously, you said engagement a bunch of times, which I think is key. We're gonna go back to that. Yeah, I think one of the things that stands out to me is one: how many um, how many buildings does Chicago have that you would say qualify as like that tier one, like the building like we have? Yeah, like that's, a, that's a great question. I mean, definitely well over 100. Um, we have a lot of class A, you know, A plus real estate in Chicago. And a lot of the class A, you know, the developers are taking a lot of money um, and putting them into the amenity spaces. Yeah. So in a building like yours, right, I mean, that that those spaces were just redone recently and yep. they're doing even more work over there. So they're really investing, you know, the real estate community understands how important this is for tenant attraction and retention yeah. so um it's kind of growing by the day well i would say because i mean you look at like salesforce tower and U- uber tower exactly these are ones where like it's not like i'm not saying that the entire building is like going to be a type you know type a operator but like there's sort of like a sentiment from the top down at google and elsewhere like this isn't an elite company to work Absolutely. for and so i expect an elite performance and therefore if i expect that from you i kind of am obligated to tool you and fu- fuel you and no, to be able to do that. no major tenant is going to move into a building right now unless they can use the physical space as a part of their EVP. Yeah, of course. And that's why we're hired. Because no. the property managers, I mean, they on some level know how to do that, but that's not their core area of expertise. Yeah. That's our core area. They're filling space. That's the- that is our core area of expertise. Exactly. And building budgets and making sure tenants are happy. So our area of expertise is being able to say... We're going to take care of your tenants. We're going to build relationships with them. We're going to get to know them on a very deep level. And then we're going to turn around and make sure that every single one of them can say, when I hire a new employee, I'm going to take them on a tour of the amenity spaces. This is part of what makes our company competitive, which which is this physical space. Yeah. I think it's kind of funny you say that because like I was just at Northwestern Mutual yesterday in Milwaukee and I mentioned that and it's like the building was unbelievable. And I literally, I laughed. I told the guy, James, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, if you caught it, um, I, I literally was like, I can't imagine you lose a whole lot of recruits. Like yep. you take them on the full tour. There's so many different things. But here's the problem. If you work in a building, like they own the whole building. Yes. So that's a little different. When, you, yep. when you're just a tenant, a couple floors, like I could take you on a tour, but I'm just going to show you like where the bathroom is, where the kitchen's at, and where right. you're probably going to park for the rest of your life. So I would rather be able to say like, let me show you the building amenities, like what this is going to be like. It's a lifestyle center. It's a lifestyle. Which puts you, in my mind, it's sort of like, I don't mean to doo-doo on some people, but I'm just going to do it. Soho House is cool, and it's great for post-work. I can't get shit done there. I don't know about you. But 
the biggest flaw in the Soho House model is that they have to own or rent the property. And that puts them exactly where you just described, which is the people who are working there, it's not their job to do lifestyle and all this other stuff. It's their job to fill the space. So one, either you got to hire both yep. or or one isn't working. And or almost certainly if you're hiring both, you're probably not making a lot of money. And and that's why our model really works, right? So we have a management contract. We don't own or lease space. Correct. You right? bring so, the Soho experience. Not Soho. It's a different experience. Yeah, but like you yeah. bring a class A uh, club atmosphere to every single one of these spaces. Absolutely. And what's different about you and, and everybody else is that you are bringing the infrastructure that they don't have, but they provide you with the natural assets that the building has. So not every one of these is the same. Right. And that's the part that I think is so unique is that the the common theme is that the, the if you want to call it a product, the product should be the same. So if I'm working at our building, I'm going to presume I travel and I travel to New York and I go to Boston and I go to LA and San Francisco, which is where most of the people in our building go. Yep. They're going to buildings which are owned and maintained by the exact same families and companies that maintain our building. Yes. And so I would love to be able to check in and tap and go across like Soho House, go to all the different houses and be totally set. But I get the benefit that one house might be cooler or better than the other for different reasons. Absolutely. I see it as a huge advantage. So like you you get check, check, check for you. You win on this one. <laughs> now I want to get into the part that I think is, is particularly interesting. And that's the business model. Yep. You can make, you can go into like how you guys make money. I think it's pretty evident. I don't think it's terribly difficult to figure out that it's a services model. You set all this stuff up and you're managing it. So there's management fees and things like that, I would yes. imagine. Um, what is unique to me is how building A, which is not you, you'll be building B in this scenario. Okay, thank you. Of course. Building A in this scenario is operating under the just straight volume metric. They don't know shit about anything else that's going on. They know that our restaurant's not making money because no one's going there. Right. Problem, no solution. They know they've got people hanging out here or there, hanging out in the lobby, doing calls in the lobby, pissing everybody off. <laughs> Can't tell them to go away because they're tenants. Right. They just know, like, they know problems. Yes. You, your metrics are completely different. Your metrics are, are really like managing social media. Your metrics are engagement. Engagement. It's, it's people getting from A to B. It's like, I already know that they're in the building. Right. And to the point we started with when we were talking about like if there's 20 people, 10 are for sure staunch and they're going to be here. And then there's like five to 10 that are kind of on the spectrum there. Five are like, no. So we don't care about them. Until you Until give you them convert. alcohol. Yeah, well, yeah. So we, I'll get to that. But there's always going to be like five or so that are convertible. Yes. There are people where it's like, I don't because my experience has always been bad. Right. But you guys can change that. Yes. And then there's the other five who's like, I don't do this. And like, well, don't worry. We got booze. Yeah. And you'll come <laughs> exactly. do that. Exactly. But don't worry. We have food and alcohol so just for you. So you can touch every single person exactly. in the building. Exactly. And right. foster actual change versus just like, hey, everyone, there's a sign. We're having a social on the top floor. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know it is. It's it's about meeting people where they are. It's about recognizing what's being asked of us on our and you know our daily lives and how we can build solutions to help you and me and everybody. Yep. You know the people who are working really hard. So um, it helps to be that stuff. really busy. You know, it helps to be that really busy, stressed out person all the time. Yeah. Right. No, and like I, I and many other, we just don't want to. I don't want to think about it. I, like you don't want to think about it. We think about it for you, yeah. and we give you the solution. You just have to show up, right? Yeah. And if and if it's a good experience, if it's an exceptional experience, and here's where I think it's really the differentiator. If it's a good experience, you might come back. 
Yeah. If it's an exceptional experience, you're going to come I'm going to build it into my life. You are going to be our biggest super fan. You're going to want us in your building. You're going to want us in every other building you go to. And that's how we've grown. Yeah. We do no marketing, no advertising. We are built on experience and on reputation. I literally can, like, I can visualize this. Because, like, I am I'm the perfect customer. Of a, like, I'm not in good enough shape to actually be a customer. But I... I should be. No, but that's you don't have to be. That's the whole no, point, right? I'm, like there's a solution for you. I mean, there, you, you can't only be targeting the people who are really into working out. No, or, I, I guess <laughs> I was I was actually joking. Like nobody. the reality is, I could actually have a lot better everything if I had this kind of availability. I look at it like we go to the cut all the time because it's in our building. Mm-hmm. It's super expensive. Not mm-hmm. that that's the the necessarily the problem, but it's also like it, there's only so much room. You do at lunch, you see everybody, which is totally fine. But like after work, if there was a place that we could just go down and like it made sense to like swoon into this area where they had games on, you could watch, have have drinks and, and check up with people and see other people from the office. Like, oh, hey, not my office, but somewhere else I see every day. I'm like, oh, Absolutely. hey, what do you guys do? Yeah. Like I would do that. Yeah. But the ones that I've been to have been garbage because they're not, it's just a restaurant that was just dropped in here. It's TGI Fridays. I'm not going here. I'm going yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't operate the food and beverage in the buildings, yeah. but we'll partner with the you, you know, set so, up the reason to go. So if there's a Beatrix market there, we're gonna have a menu item of the month that our yeah. dietitian will work with them on and you know, we're gonna bring them up into our spaces so that they can have, you know, lunch delivery up there. So it's really it's about partnerships too. It's being, you know, aware of that they're part of the community. Yeah. Right. So we need to include them in the community that we're building and that cultural wellness. I think this is pretty cool. Um, tell well, me, no, I, not that you needed me to tell you things. I, I just do. I think, I think hey, that every like a entrepreneur needs somebody at least once a day to tell them that their idea is cool, j- strictly to keep them sane. I totally agree with you. Now, before we go, I've got to know how, like, what is your story? How do you get into that? I, somebody said dancer and I'm like, what? Like, and then you're into like, explain. yeah, yeah. So I have a little bit of a non-traditional background. Uh, slightly. my, yeah, slightly. I'm a, I'm a non-traditional person. Um, so I actually started my career when I was 15 and I was a professional ballet dancer for 10 years. Um, when I started the company, I was still dancing professionally. I got really injured. So kind of back it up a few years. I got really injured, um, and had to move back home, (laughs) which was terrible as a teenager. And, uh, I, I ended up going to Michigan. So actually going to college was kind of like a failure for me, um, as a dancer, I'm so glad I did. I literally called my dad this morning when I found out about this big New York project yeah. we're doing. And I go, thank you for making me go to college. <laughs> um, so go to college, even if you're a dancer. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, got out of school. Um, I met my now husband there who was like in the business school. He went to Northwestern and got his MBA. He's go awesome. Someone's yes. got to represent Someone's got to represent. Um, so, you know, when I moved to Chicago, I was dancing professionally here, but my body was really it was breaking down and I had gotten a degree in kinesiology at Michigan to really learn how to fix myself. And I decided to, to use it to help fix other people. Um, and you know, the craziest beginnings, I mean, at the beginning of Lulafit, I started the company in 2014. It was a different name, which I can't even say on the air cause it's so embarrassing. Um, we rebranded in 2016, but you know, in the early days I was dancing professionally. I would dance for eight hours a day. I'd wake up at like four in the morning. I'd train clients in the morning I danced for eight hours, 
um, and I'd train clients in the afternoon. And sometimes on my lunch break, I'd get a meeting with like a real estate developer or a property management company. And I would literally leave the studio. I would have like a suit in my car. I would pull into an alley in the loop and change in the backseat of my car, go to this like very formal business meeting with a real estate developer, and then whip back my, you know, like leotard and tights on and go back up to the studio and dance. I mean, it was it was nuts. Um, and I did that for way too long. Yeah. <laughs> and then I uh, retired from dancing in 2016, um, got married, which was which was fun. Um, and the company just has been like exploding ever since, which is amazing. And um, I have the best job in the world. I love it. I, my team is like unbelievable. So I get to use all the creative parts of my ballet brain to uh, to help fuel my yeah. you know business. But I always say I'm probably the only entrepreneur you've ever met whose former career was harder yeah, and more cutthroat and competitive. I mean, it's not necessarily 1A, but like I was like, I, I've mentioned this the last couple of shows, finishing up the Arnold Schwarzenegger biography book, which is a couple of years old. Um, a very similar story. He talks very, very in depth about as he's a bodybuilder, wins Mr. Olympia, Mr. Universe a bunch of times. And he's 34 before he actually starts the career that everyone knows him for. Yeah. And it's like, what were you doing? He's like, I, I worked out five hours a day, yep. trained five hours a day, worked in my routine. I went to class. I went to learn English class because I don't speak oh English. And I still had to work a job to pay for my tra- for everything else. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, he's you're like, you're, so, so like you're, you have you're six so hours. broke as a ballet dancer. It is the it's the craziest career. And I still love it. Unless I would do Russian. it all over Russian again. Russian ballet chicks are totally taking <laughs> That's her. true. That's like a whole. <laughs> but you don't really get to choose i don't think i think they just kind of push you we're not going to talk about that on this show but but I, i'm just going to wink at you and just tell you that that's the not that's the, smile it's, i have first-hand knowledge of this so I'm, mr this putin is, not, is not here to talk about this today not today yeah but but yeah it is it's a really tough profession i absolutely loved it no one in my family was a dancer i my mom used to bribe me when i was little to quit and i just i was she was just tired of sitting she there was watching like, this is kids the most like spin around this is, exactly she was like this is so boring like I don't understand. It's the middle of the summer. You want to like leave the beach at 2 p.m. and go to ballet. And I, I just, I always loved it. I was so just gung ho, passionate about it. Um, and I think I've taken that obsessive compulsive (laughs) behavior and just we call that super achievers now or whatever. We call that (laughs) whatever I said before. Overachiever. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Well, I. It's funny. I tell my team I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, and you know I do my best to, you know allow things to happen but i am i think that's why like really lulafit is is built on the values of you know respecting people which is a huge thing for me i love to give people equity in the company i want to share in the upside we don't have any investors so you know we've we've bootstrapped us from the beginning so (laughs) yeah Um, i know people yeah we're we're actually in the middle of raising money but which is oh gosh that might be harder than being a ballet dancer yeah um but yeah i think it's it's really like for me i want to build something i want to build a place where people love to work because that's what we get to do for others and so um you know i take that that like obsessive drive that i've just i don't know unfortunately was born with i always i always used to say sometimes i wish i was a normal person (laughs) but i'm not and so i try to just accept that and like do with it what i can and um i like to be like totally out of my mind on the on that verge of like totally out of my mind or I'm bored it's so this is completely off the rails you and I both have a a similar um wired I just say I'm wired fucked up like that's the best way to put it 
Because like it doesn't make any great, sense. I'm sure people say that about me behind my back. Yeah. Well, they might. It depends on where they put the F. You know. Yeah. Like, it's, that's how I look at it. It's like if you liked me, you're like, man, he's kind of wired fucked up. But if you don't like me, like, what a fuck up. Like, yeah. like, oh well, that didn't go well. But no. But my my point is like, there's like, I go insane when I'm sitting around people and they're just like, yep. and they like they don't do. You're just like, go. Yeah. It drives me nuts. So if you want to find find people to work with or, or a spouse, which obviously we're both married, like. Yep. I had to find, in your case, obviously, you would said your husband is in private equity, I assume. So, like, he, yep. he is probably moving. He's, he's probably, got, a, probably he's got his own funds. He's running and going. Oh, yeah. And I look at, like, my wife. Like, she's a teacher, and she is uh, she has to put up with my shit, but she's also wired like an eight-day clock. So, like, she is just going down the road. Whatever rabbit hole has made itself available, yep. and she's down it. And she ta- it just works out that she takes care of the things that are on our side of life that are that are not for me. And she's obsessive about it, just like I'm obsessive about the other stuff. Yeah. If you don't find a team or people or a spouse that's like that, you will just drive everyone nuts and just die alone. Oh, yes. I mean, I could not. But probably very wealthy at that point. And you right. nothing else to do but you to just drive plowed, plow through yeah. everything. Yeah. I mean, I, my husband is like my absolute partner. He's a, he's, you know, we're both like involved in each other's businesses. Um, I mean, I could never do this with, without somebody who was like, yeah encouraging me to run and jump off cliffs i mean that's what i do for a living right just with absolutely no assurances that it's going to work out and i think yeah i mean gosh you know that's you just say you have to have that you have to have somebody who's gonna you know either help you patch up the bruises when you crash and burn or to congratulate you when you figure it out i just got your business figured out and where it came from on you the last sentence did it we talked about this in the beginning i tried to figure out where it comes from yes so you literally just described Lulafit in the last sentence without talking about it. You literally were like, someone to, to finish up and celebrate with. There's your lounge bar at the end of the time to make sure yep. everyone can socialize. Someone to help me jump off cliffs without knowing what the hell is going to happen. That's the ability to have someone who actually takes care of all the things so that you can take the time yes. to jump off the cliff. And someone who patches you up when you end up landing on your knees because sometimes shit happens. Yep. And there's your spa, there's your workout, yep. there's your nutritionist, those things. Yeah. The, it looks like to me, you just like walked into the world where like, these are the things that don't work for me. These so are the we're things I need. <laughs> yeah, this is what I need. And this so selfishly, let's build it. I'm just going to build this for everyone else because you should probably try it too. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. This is awesome. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to come in here. Uh, where do people go to, to, two things, where do people go to find buildings that currently have Lulafit? Yeah, that's and a great where question. Do, where do companies and bu- building managers go to make sure that they get Lulafit? Yeah, so everyone uh, can go to the same place. We don't have all of our buildings listed on our website, but we do have 44 in Chicago, and we're about to open seven in Manhattan, which I am super stoked uh, about. Yeah, I would say so. That's pretty yes. expensive property. Yeah. <laughs> There's pretty, some big ones that I'm aware of. There's some of. big ones. Yeah, I will say, I won't say what it is, but I will say everybody knows this building building yeah. set uh this this project you just gave and, it away with the, yeah. the word set at the end there but we'll let that slide yeah no it's it's really exciting so you can go to lulafit.com l-u-l-a-f-i-t.com um or follow us on social media same thing l-u-l-a-f-i-t.com that's the best way to find out if we're in your building Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. You can learn about upcoming Technori events, investment opportunities, or subscribe to the newsletter by going to technori.com. Download the podcast on Spotify or Apple. Follow us on social at Technori. You can follow me at Katoon. Boom. That's a wrap.